everybody and welcome to an exciting edition of words images and worlds i am delighted to be talking with author and artist sophie escabas sophie thank you for joining me and talking with me thank you thank you for having me i'm very very happy to be here with you today Absolutely. My pleasure. I, I've enjoyed your work, which is of Brooklyn. And I think I've seen your work in a couple of other places, too. I think I've ran across your name in a variety of places. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll get started with uh, kind of a general question that I like to share and start out with, which is why comics? What, what drew you to creating in the world of comics? Mm, I guess, you know, a bit like in um, this... Uh graphic novel, uh, French-Belgium graphic novel, Asterix and Obelix, uh, like the character Obelix, I kind of fell into a graphic novel when I was a child. Mm -hmm. My dad was a collector. And so really I grew up like reading, you know, all the classics, French and Belge, like Yakari, Spirou et Fantasio, Boudébile, Joanne et Pierre-Louis, uh, all, all those, and, um, and loved them. And then moved on to you know, Tardy, Moebius, uh, uh, Coset, Bourgeon, all that. So really, I I, I, I was very lucky because I fell into it. You know, I didn't have to search for for that kind of food. It was there when, when, when I arrived. So, um, yeah, I guess you could say that graphic novel always been in my life. And, um, and plus, it's the best medium of storytelling ever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> i mean it's like hollywood without the need of the big budget and uh, you know with the intimacy and and um, the pleasure of the book format and and you can do the voiceover yourself so they always sound perfect and mm -hmm. you know, graphic novel graphic novel is amazing and uh, having grown up you know with that uh, at hand, I, it kind of came naturally to me also to tell stories in that way. And um, yeah, so when I was finally ready to give it a try, it, it, it kind of, I mean, I, I surprised myself. It was like, because at first I, I thought that I would never be able to 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 put up, I mean, to to make it happen. And then, and then it did, you know, it's, um, it came naturally, I guess you could tell. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was just talking with Eduardo Ferragato in Brazil, and mm -hmm. he was saying some of the, the very similar trends, very similar themes of um, the family story, you know, mm -hmm. sharing comics with father or family member. I had that as well growing up. My parents bought me comics uh, growing up, and we went to see the movies and things like that. Um, and he was also talking about the low-budget creation of worlds. Yes. Now, yeah, you, you don't have to go to a soundstage. You go to a page yeah. or a computer screen and uh, you can absolutely create yeah. the kind of universe that you want. Exactly. And uh, and that's contrary to movies, you know, when you have a graphic novel, you're in your bubble, you know, and you can pace the rhythm. It's like if you want to go back, take your time on one panel, you can. It's It's really unique. Yeah, no. So were comics your initial link to reading and writing were there other things that inspired you and continue to inspire inspire you along the way i mean my mother was uh, is still a ferocious reader i mean the woman literally read one book a day and and it's it's pretty impressive and so i've always had that example of you know uh, um someone who's an avid reader and she read to me when i was a child 
thing that I did myself with my kids. I think it's uh, it's really an amazing way to bond with your loved one and to pass on the you know the love for books and uh, and also yeah I mean I think that's one of the best thing of being a human is to tell stories and being able to you know uh, share that with your kids it's it's fantastic it's great and so, books are oh sorry go ahead no no keep yeah what I was, was just going to say I, I I love books as well because it's a human talking to another human across time across space um and saying in a way you're not alone or here's something interesting that I found I, I yeah. love that aspect of it yeah and it really helps develop empathy as well you know it's like all of a sudden bam you're in the head of someone else you know you are like hearing the thoughts of someone else and seeing the world through their eyes I mean it's just can't get any better than that yeah. and with graphic and novel you have the you know the the old um, the art as well not only the words but you also like emerge into someone else's art and vision and that's also very unique to uh, to graphic novel it transcends the the written language in a yep. way it's its own written language yeah. it has an immediacy an immediacy that uh, words don't have you know like the and for humor, for instance, you know, like all the books I read when I was a kid, all those graphic novels had a lot of humor in it. And that's something that really illustration lets you do, you know, is just those jokes, this like, you know, facial expression, body attitudes, all that, all things that prose only could not convey. But with the image, you're just, and it's instant, you know, all, you see the face, you see the body going, oh, and, and you laugh, you know, and it makes you giggle right away. So, yeah, I, I really, really love graphic novels for that, too, like how it can communicate humor. As do I. And um, your series that you're probably best known for is Witches of Brooklyn, mm -hmm. uh, where, you, where you get to practice some of those things and you get to share some of those things and you get to merge um, youth and the fantastic and, and all of these elements. So so how did that series come to be? Oh, it's... Um... I mean, I, when I had my first child, that's when really like things, I kind of revamped my life and things starting like, you know, I put it, you know, priority, re redesign my priorities. And back then I was working in advertising and that wasn't working for me anymore. I mean, it's like too many long hours and, and too, I mean, it wasn't working anymore. So I started freelancing and uh, bringing back illustration and, and creation at the center of my life. And eventually I met the lady who's my agent today and, uh, and she's amazing. And that's really showed me that you never do anything by yourself. You know, it's, uh, you need people to help you along the way, even if it's just a conversation in a cafe with someone that you will never see again. You know, it's like, we need others anyway. So Kelly was really like the person who, yeah, just challenged me. She did. She was like, yeah, you have ideas, girl, and you have that in your drawer, and I'm going to help you make a pitch together. And uh, and she's, yeah, she had great advice, and, and she believed in me. And um, so, yeah, we did that, and bim, bam, boom, it worked out. It worked out, and I'm amazed by how well the book has been received. And, uh, and to see book. these characters, uh, you know, going from one adventure to another, from book mm. to book is uh i feel very very lucky it's it's amazing it's amazing 
It's so wonderful for young readers to be able to pick up one book and then travel to another and another. Um, was it having children? Was it that time of your life that led you to create in that that sort of area? I, I guess so, yeah. I'm really, you know, kind of following my my kids. I have mid-graders, you know, like uh, 13, 11, and 8 years old. So I it's like good study cases at home. <laughs> and and I see, you know, what worries them and what they talk about. So I um, I definitely use all that and put it into my books and my characters. And it's also a way to to talk to them, you know, and to let them know what's important for me. And it's like the advice that the witches are giving to Effie are also the kind of things that I tell my kids and the kids in general. Mm. So it's 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 also great to have like, you know, that that possibility to 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 touch that many kids. And for instance, like in the third book of the witches, I'm talking about how trees are important and how we, we should all worship trees. Trees are working for free for us every day, you know, making the air that we breathe free of all this, uh, you know. So it's, yeah, those kind of little things, little messages like that. Um, yeah. I love the design of the characters. I love the visual aspect of it, the visual world you create. It's so inviting. Um, for readers that enjoy Witches of Brooklyn, do do we have uh, other things that we can check out? Anything that you want to share about that's in the works or anything else that's out there in the world of publishing for readers that want to learn a little bit more? Mm, you mean that I did myself or stuff that I really like and that I will advise kids to look at? Well, I was actually thinking that you did yourself, but oh, okay. um, but we can I... take it in both directions. <laughs> <laughs> the Witches of Brooklyn is the, my first series that I did all myself and like uh, writer and illustrator on that. I illustrated a very cool series called There Be Their Devil by Keith Rosewater that I would invite you to check out because it's it's uh, it's really great. And I'm working on the new um, on the new book right now that will uh, not involve the witches. It takes place in Montreal, the city where we where I moved recently with my family. And uh, yeah, and I'm having fun with. I mean, it's it's a bit bizarre to be working with different characters. I feel like yeah. chilling a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, but. But it was great to uh, to focus on the city where I live. I would advise that to anyone who's moving to a new place, just make a book on that place. You'll see, you, you, it's really a nice way to make the, the city your own. So yeah, I learned a lot. And um, and it's interesting. It's interesting to uh, to be working on, on something a bit different and not having like the witch's voice in my head because I've been living with these characters for like a couple of years now, really like mm -hmm. emerging myself completely. So they're like, um, you know, imaginary friend always talking in my head. So, so it's interesting not to have them that close by anymore. Though I can still hear silly men like, you know, whining about the fact that I don't give her enough attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll get to see a graphic novel, not tour book, but a, a city-based graphic novel with some nice fiction that's woven in. Mm -mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like much more to look forward to. Do you typically, are you a digital creator? Do you prefer the 
uh, paper medium or do you do a blend? I, I, I've tried to, to start working digitally completely uh, to, to uh, save me the old scanning pages face, but, um, but it doesn't work. So I do work on paper. And uh, and that's how I, I I really like you know laid out and uh, and then I scan everything and ink and color uh, digitally because because it's safe it saves a lot of time and it also let me work from anywhere because I do that on my iPad which you know being a mom of three <clears throat> it um it let me like you know hand my work on time <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say you're you're a family, I'm sure, on the go. And uh, I mean, I, I'm a high school teacher, so I get to see the busy lives that people lead and the multiple things that people do. Yeah. So nice to have a style and a way of working that's mobile, I guess. Yeah. And it also, like, you know, forces me to have like rigor in a sense, because I'm not someone who's rigorous at all, usually. But it's like when you, when your window of, of time, the time you have to work is like so limited, you kind of have. To be productive you know mm. and uh, i mean it's always the you know the old question is that better or not to work under constraint um but when you don't have choice you make it work so i do <laughs> absolutely and it's it's the joy and the balance and the beauty and all the things yeah exactly you know because the fact that i can't work whenever i want because i have a family and i need to take care of them as well makes it all the more precious when I can work, you know? So each time I sit down with my drawings, I'm like, yeah, my characters and I, and we're doing this, so, <laughs> I guess. One it's is good feeling the other. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard the, some of the secrets of writing and creating are finding the time of day, finding the spot in the house or the place that you work best and all of those sort of rituals that creators mm -hmm. go through. So. Yeah, I'm trying to find rituals. It's uh, it's a bit difficult because we've been moving the last three years. We've been moving every year, so but you know, I manage. I have my cat because that's the constant point. He's always nearby. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I'm sure that enriches the writing and creating because now you have a a book that you're working on that that takes in this new place. Um, true, true. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's creating a bubble, really. You know. Finding the finding the the headspace and uh, and yeah, as soon as you know the first um, bricks are, are placed, it kind of goes by itself. You know, when the the characters, when I have the 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 characters in my head, and when they start talking, usually it's I, I've won. You know, it's just like I I just have to follow them and to let them talk and 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 see where it goes. I um yeah I, I I'm not those kind of writer who have the the old storyline ready or I mean I have I let things come to me and then I add the structure at the end you know if I have a couple of scenes that make me laugh or scenes that I'm like okay oh there's some emotion there it works and I mm -hmm. love the characters you know I will keep all that and then I will add the structure you know like okay now let's make a story with all these ingredients that are yummy that's how I work very cool process very cool and we get to enjoy the benefits. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I know you have a website. I want to make sure that I mention that and we'll tag it in the description. Any any other 
upcoming events or anything that you'd like to broadcast as part of the uh, yeah I mean there's like uh, May is the month of the graphic novel here in in, in Montreal in Quebec so there's a lot of events uh, around graphic novel in in the province and uh, there's the Montreal uh, graphic novel festival coming up at the end of May 26 27 28 I'll be tabling there and signing books um other than that, um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba, other events, not really. No, I, I guess I'll be probably, I hope, in New York uh, for the launch of the next book, um, early fall. Because the next Witches of Brooklyn is coming out September 5. Um, so maybe a tour early October. We'll see. Not Nothing set quite yet, but probably. Big chances are. Sounds like things ahead, many things ahead. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and join an episode and glad to share about your work. And I know that you have some busy family time to get back to. Um, <laughs> so I won't keep you, but uh, wonderful conversation. And thank you so much for, for joining me. But thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thanks a lot.